Look hey. at Roman. I thought he had pumpkins on him. I thought they were like, uh, like a, I thought he had a Halloween um, bathrobe upon him. He's just so damn cute. Look at him. He's looking particularly owly today. I know. How? Oh, that's not Ooh. what an owl make. No, no, that's a hound owl, which is mm-hmm. sort of close to what he is. You ain't nothing but a hound owl. <laughs> who, who. <laughs> Who howling all the time? <laughs> Who howling all the time? <laughs> hey, sexy. Hey, Rome puppy. Hey, what's what's new? Batman in Quarantine, episode 51. We're, we're in the second half of a century. Um, that I don't know. That's a, that's a loose... That's no, a loose. I like that. Okay, thank you. The second half of a century. God, Justin, I'm so glad to have you back. I'm Jim. Loose. <laughs> uh, I'm Justin. I'm Roman. And did Hi. you just say you're loose? Yeah, but like life. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Oh, loose. okay. Because <laughs> I, I, it's a great and Justin the, statement, but it's the a other way definitive well. Roman statement uh, as well. <laughs> Guys, we're here to talk about the end of something. It sure feels like we're at the end of something large, although there's one issue left of this season, this arc, this chapter, this thing in Batman by Grant Morrison that we're reading. We're at Return of Bruce Wayne number six by Grant Morrison. Lee Garbit doing the art. Who did Garbit. the art? Garbit, who did Garbit. the art in Skyward, who we loved, um, but also did the art in the Joe Chill issue that Justin was particularly fond of. Um, we all were fond of, but yeah, the the Joe it Chill looks, in Hell issue. Yeah, it looks different. He's got some jaws in this one. Yeah, it's flatter. Okay, so listen. The, 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 oh, it's big. It's big, and it's almost the end. And it is kind and of the time end. as fuck. And it's time as fuck. <laughs> and this issue, they they address that they are taking the needle tip of time and threading it through the eye of the needle. And I thought, damn, that's a really good statement. The way out is through. Mm-hmm. That is like if that metaphor hasn't been like injected into your bat veins yet, they just straight <laughs> up got you with it again. Like. This whole thing is you can't get out of time. You can't get out of history. You have to live your own life and go through the storm. And Bruce literally, metaphorically, figuratively does it all. You know? Yeah, and it's like the question of the chicken or the egg, and the answer is go fuck yourself. Yeah, I dug this issue. I love this miniseries. Before we get into it, Justin, you want to say hi to everybody? They fucking miss you. They keep hey sending me emails talking about how they miss Justin. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I have missed this place. It's been it's very gone, or I've been gone. It's been uh, very gone. It's been very gone <laughs> from my life. Time. I am dumb and decided to do school, so that means I don't get to read my favorite Batman comics or talk about it as often as I'd like to, which seems like in the state of the world these days, that's a bad move to make. It was a bad move. The the best thing any of us could have done for our sanity, our mental health, would be to just stay in rooms, not leaving our house, and reading Batman comic books. Right. Can you imagine being financially stable enough to not have to leave our homes? Right. I dream. God. 
We would do so many podcasts. Just be a state-employed Grant Morrison scholar like uh, (laughs) Cody Walker himself. My life would be my life would be a dream. But they only allow three of those per state, and those older asses got there before we could. I know. I think there's only three in one universe that can exist. Oh fuck! And I bet one. Really? I bet all three are Grant Morrison. Frankly. Yeah. Man, Um, if I was a child of the Waynes the world would have been doomed because I would have taken all that money and stuff. And I want to travel. Well, maybe I would have traveled the world, but it would have been to collect comic books and come back to the mansion and just sit around reading comics and have an Alfred bring me Cheetos and things. And, <laughs> uh, and per- pursue very strange sexual fetishes. <laughs> but mm. you can do that in a weekend with Wayne money, baby. Like that's true. Well, that's true. still yeah. have time to fix the world. <laughs> On top of the eyes wide shut at Wayne Manor. <laughs> yeah, which is for some reason... With Grant Morrison. A thing yeah. we've already talked a lot about. Oh, there was the orgy yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, eyes yeah. Wide shut. Did I miss an orgy again? Yeah, yeah. So, so okay, here we are at the end of Return of Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, the, the broad strokes of this one, uh, Bruce, using the carter time box uh, ended up at the vanishing point like we knew he was going to right before the justice league showed up he uh, has him start building a time sphere so he can still steal rip hunters but then they'll still have one to get back to their time with him he has to like get turned into an archivist that you know it's then cool it's very cool the hyper adapter has been hunting him so it's kind of like finally met up with him once he returns back to current day and then tim drake specifically gets rid of it well with the justice league and then time swallows in on itself and batman guess what timeless pure being <laughs> love love that i hope those broad strokes were good enough for everybody if you're yes. in issue 51 of this you're probably not relying on our recaps to uh <laughs> listen jeff yeah. that was the best like broad strokes material this is what happened in a book <laughs> that like questionably does anything or everything happen like i don't think i could have imagined someone like summarizing this book this issue in a better way because it is uh it is a lot my ego has needed you justin thank god <laughs> thank god you're here I like finished this issue and I was like, that is one of the best things, but I don't know what happened. A hundred percent, right? <laughs> like I, as I was going there, I was like, oh, this is so good. Am I going to be able to like recap? Do I know what's happening? And I don't, I don't, I, when I, as I was reading this, I was like, you know, it'd be cool. would be to record another episode about this issue, like a week later or something. Just sort <laughs> of like, hey, what have you done in your head in the last week with this issue? Because I do think there's a lot to sort of be you know sat through and, and mold over yeah i just gotta say i really appreciate grant morrison for doing this in a fucking batman book and have it not feel like this totally discontinuous yeah. incongruent like you know so many times like supernatural stuff in batman like just makes me feel kind of ooky because I like them both, but together I don't think they make a very good sandwich. Amazing. But Grant Morrison can bring us to like new gods kind of sci-fi magic that overlap where you can't tell the difference between the two. Almost like Fantastic Fourian kind of crazy cosmic stuff. And it doesn't feel inorganic for a Batman story. Like I was like, I'm so glad I'm reading this in a Batman book. And I don't think anyone else could bring us to the end of time 
it, and everything and all, else <laughs> and like a psychedelic philosophical meditation you know right. at the same time and in a batman story yeah. roman how did it sit with you i like batman <laughs> <laughs> it was great i mean i love the whole <clears throat> and it had me you know morrison and a lot of times this happens but especially this one he had me like googling things like uh Bush ro- brush robot robots or bush robots or whatever they're called. What do you think that stuff? was a reference to? He refers to them as bush robots. Bush robot. Yeah, that's an actual thing, theoretical machine that somebody came up with in the okay. late 90s. Um, and I don't like know. An organic machine. Okay. Yeah, an organic machine that just has all these branches that can that can get into things and do things, basically, is by rough, stupid Roman definition. I like it. <laughs> I love them. I love that character design so much. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I want to be wow. that for Halloween. <laughs> it is getting towards the Halloween time. <laughs> so I, okay. So one thing we do need to mention is that okay. So Bruce gets taught. Kind of can he becomes the 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 archivist. Archivist. And he comes back to our time, and because he's like become the archivist and has that archivist suit and those archivists are keeping track of all things at all times and all places and the hyper adapter has been chasing bruce and has finally met up with him the archivist costume kind of becomes the embodiment of the the hyper adapter which the, the justice league then pulls off of him and throws into rip hunter's time sphere or actually no it's the justice league time sphere the highly adapted time sphere that he had vanishing point start making and after they pull it off of him, they send the hyper adapter back through time. And mm-hmm. that shows, then it shows the scene of Dick in the cave when that bat shows up that we were kind of confused about in like Batman and Robin 11 or 12. Yeah. And then it's sent further back in time to right before Return of Bruce Wayne number one, where that giant bat costume that we talked about, like, what's the, who wants to deal with that bit? What's the deal with that bat? <laughs> it, you know, it is, it was the hyper adapter, which I think maybe somebody in an email was like, no, that's the hyper adapter. Maybe it was even Justin said that, but I don't then think so. they killed the hyper adapter right before Bruce gets back there, completing this whole, like, Return of Bruce Wayne started right after the moment that it was sent back to, so it ends right before the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, just... I love that very much. And then we also, um, it's implied, as it's been implied in these last two uh, couple of issues of Return of Bruce Wayne and Batman and Robin, that the hyper adapter being sent back in time is the same thing that Dr. Hurt with Thomas Jefferson makes a deal with to get elongated life. So Thomas Wayne, not his Bruce's dad, made a deal when he was with Thomas Jefferson to a bat devil, but it was the hyper adapter that was being sent back in time. Yeah. Temporally displaced so, demon. So yeah. is the, is the hyper adapter temporally displaced demon also Barbatos or is Barbatos still yeah. a separate thing? Well, yeah, I think, I think it is Barbatos. Yeah. I think that they are the same thing, but I think that like Barbatos I think that the hyper adapter dark side and Barbados are, and Dr. Hurt are all sort of, you yeah, know, well, metaphors of the same thing. I think Barbados is the hyper adapter, which is dark side's influence in this timeline. Cause he's technically dead. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to birth himself back into Thomas Wayne's body mm-hmm. by Thomas Wayne, making a deal with the hyper adapter, which is, you know, 
it is a fifth dimensional idea being sent backward through time, which is essentially like the occurrence of evil through time. But in this world, like to people back then, those are demons. Right. To us now at the end of time, it's new God shit. And I like in like Return of Bruce Wayne number two, I think, or one of the issues, or maybe it was even like the most recent issue um, when with the detectives, but they do mention like, yeah, in early time, we didn't have words for it, but now we have words for Barbados. Like they, they yeah. do address that same idea. Listen, Doc. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say they explicitly say that Darkseid is trying to incarnate through. Um, yeah, Batman says that. Yeah. Thomas Wayne, which Django man i think he didn't like that idea and didn't think that it was real and i i uh it is i knew yeah. i remembered that somehow yeah and i love yeah ex- uh, yeah i love like barbados and dark side I, I love that this idea and dr walker brings up one he did bring up uh, two things for this issue that i really really liked but um this this idea that Let's see, I want to quote it, but um, so it's always been apparent that Batman channeled fear to drive his mission against crime, but he's also established that uh, in order to uh, dark side in the form of the hyper adapter bat touched Batman and turned him into a myth. Brooke, Bruce took an inherently evil idea. The hype, so because they in this one it sort of implies that the bat that shows up at the creation of Batman is also the hyper adapter. Yeah, right. So dark side is trying to create this you know is an embodiment of fear but bruce you know metron challenges bruce to turn evil upside down and end it and what he does is he takes this idea evil idea in the form of a bat in the form of dark side and he uses it to become batman so in doing so he does that thing that metron says which is he takes evil and he turns it on his head he you know he does he transmutes it in, in the way that yeah, just like you could look at it or think about it in the larger, just like within the story component, but then also just that really beautiful, vague idea of like, that is what Batman has been doing this whole time. I guess Morrison with this run consistently, you know, like we've been saying, he makes everything fit, but like he can introduce a new concept of like, you know, Bat- Dark Side was that bat and Batman has been using, you know, fear to fight crime, but like, tie it write a huge mythological story about like that fear is you know creating the idea of that fear anyway i'm lost on the weeds you're talking about but it's just like it's this huge idea that he's laced through a narrative that is so cool and it doesn't change things yeah i I love that it's it's a way of saying that despite all the 70 years of bruce wayne batman being like oh the science you know science and all this that on this huge metaphorical level, Batman's a magician because Justin, your word transmute, he transmutes the, the bat, the evil into a force for good. Right. And I've said before, and I, I know I've gotten it from somewhere that Batman's kind of a, a machine that turns, I think Jeff has also said this, like he's an algorithm that turns pain into, into, uh, fuel perseverance perseverance yeah 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 and now there's like a a way to like explain that like batman took this evil fear thing and turned it into a good thing he did the alchemy of transmuting fear into into courage and perseverance and i think also that's kind of a meditation on like the only thing 
to defeat the misuse of power is the ethical use of power, not the absence of power. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get rid of something in the universe. The universe doesn't, there's no vacuum in the universe. Whatever's destroyed is recreated, recreated in a new way. And so I think that's like a meditation on like, okay, well, if we can't, you can't destroy suffering or pain or fear from the world, but what you can do is you can use it for good ends. And that is kind of what Batman at the center exactly of his what he does. Yeah. Myth, you know, that's like his, uh, down to his atoms. Like that's part of his mm. very basic ideas. Bruce Wayne is the expression of, of turning fear into courage throughout the universe. And I love that. I love that. Like he has a cosmological purpose in the DC <laughs> universe. Yeah. I mean, and- yeah. I think even larger than the DC universe, yeah, you know, sure. like the three of us have talked about this run being a thing that came out when all, you know, the three of us were each going through pretty insane life hardship at the time. And I, I, you know, reading Grant Morrison's interpretation of like Batman being a machine that basically turns adversity into something that he can overcome, right? There's no upward limit to his ability to per, like persevere and go through. So I, I think that, yeah, I mean, it is really him taking the idea of Batman and, and turning it into an incredibly important lesson, you know, like right. like he's always talked about in interviews, like Batman perseveres because he's an amazing idea. And that's even kind of just what this whole story is, which is great to have the new gods influence in it because they are the embodiment of living ideas. Roman, it, it does, it shows Metron saying, Batman, beware the hole in things. Mm-hmm. Like we said in Return of Bruce Wayne number five with the dude in the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Boy, like that it, dude in the wheelchair was that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. God, and then this whole thing makes makes me. And it's interesting too. Just the three of us originally read this, you know, and things were going on in our lives. Now we're rereading it during the the COVID times and the times of you know the first American dictator. And and it's right. amazing how that that loops around, kind of in a way to put it in Kirby terms. You know the anti-life equation. Batman. Batman is the life equation. He, he is. is. He's like solving the anti-life equation. The, the the variable that fits. Yeah, he's and the the source code for you know. Source code him. is a good uh, reference considering the Kirby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On the topic of Kirby, like the the double page spread that we get of like the destroyed fourth world because we've entered the fifth world and you know like Metron's the only one left. I love like Garbit's even usage of like the clouds in that double page spread look Kirby esque. Like Darkseid looks stony in the way that Kirby draws. Yeah, that immediately like uh, song of Kirby, and I love it. I, and it, that for me was like whoa. There is nothing as dark and weird and gritty as this run is. It's still that Morrison love letter to Kirby. Like everything Morrison does is some way kind of a new version of Kirby, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like it, here it is again, you know, he, he finds a way to make that work. And it, yeah, I was just like, wow, that's, that's a really compassionate, like uh, thing to do. Like, that guy loves Kirby and loves comic books. Yeah, and I, I love how the, like, the, in the center of the page is a little Batman in front of this looming dark side face, and there's thought balloons, but they're empty, and they also kind of become Martha's pearls, and they also are holes in things. And they're also so kind cool. of the domino dots, and yeah, all of yeah. those, you know, the oh, shots yeah. of the Ten-Eyed Tribe fighting him are reminiscent of stacked dominoes as well. Oh, and then, yeah. 
and then that shot of the fourth world it is like a stone like a box inside of a box inside of a box <laughs> like they're sort of talking about the multiversal time theory earlier in return of bruce wayne yeah that's a beautiful pa- couple pages i'm like inclined you know like part of me is like we could spend the entire episode just talking about piecing together what strictly happened in the narrative but i don't think that's nearly as interesting to the three of us as just sort of the ideas that are within the narrative Mm -hmm. and one thing i loved uh that they did in this issue that i didn't pick up all at on at all in the first read through of this series but in each of the time frames when return like when bruce shows up in return of bruce wayne it's because someone has been praying to have vengeance or to have protection or something you know like annie did it return of bruce wayne two. uh the pirate dude did it in four it's been and in this one you know when he gets back to the current day when tim says like i've been praying that you would be alive that you would come back to us like just i love that through line of batman shows up to people who need him and and in every one of these times he's showed up yeah to be there for people who need him i love that tim drake you know i justin we haven't had tim drake stuff in the you know like while since you've been or you know in school i'm so glad that you're back for a tim drake moment because we love tim and we get a really good tim drake moment in this issue for sure um i wish that like if i were to make one little complaint is i wish that grant morrison incorporated tim in a more central role Mm -hmm. and i think that may not even be on morrison's fault like that's just marketing they needed another mini series you know but um it was really good to see him have his kind of catharsis with batman because you know for the years leading into this run tim was was the closest human that bruce had you know Mm -hmm. so it was good that they they kind of had that that cathartic moment together because um, I think that Tim is a character that deserves that. And Tim is the only one who's truly, truly believed in Batman as irrational as it was, you know, like Dick was like, yeah, I want to believe that he's not dead, right. but I'm acting as if he is dead, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that was really cool. And I like that, you know, Batman is a, a kind of a saintly figure. Like you pray to him and he shows up, right. He's this idea that expresses itself in the cosmos. Um, and Bruce Wayne is just a skin that he wears, you know, Bruce, the, you know, Batman is an idea that is expressed through, through Dick Grayson and through Damien in this run. What's, um, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to find one of the tiny little details I liked was that at one point, and I can't find it now, but the hyper adapters refer, referred to, um, with a, with a very, Cthulian type name oh yeah which is what i believe what she is saying annie says in uh, issue number two hmm, remember yeah. there's like the lovecraftian wordage over over that yeah yeah but what i was gonna ask actually what i was gonna ask just justin's i mean since you probably know more about tarot than, than me and jeff they show the hang man card at one point in the world upside down i mean is that all is there symbolism did you read there, doc- other doc walks explanation for it you know i haven't because he he actually does a specific oh. like a thing about it oh okay i'm more interested to hear justin's interpretation though um you know i often wonder you know how much the tarot when it's put into things actually is incorporated but traditionally that card is about suspension it's also about kind of um enlightenment or you know the the kind of the path of the bodhisattva 
so suspension for development, um, self-sacrifice. It's like often a, a card that denotes it. I kind of, it often rings of tones of like yoga in the original term, which just meant development. So like this process in which you become enlightened, um, and usually the painful process. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is Bruce's suspension in time. Okay. And oh, okay. how yeah, yeah. he develops what Batman is throughout time a temporarily um and so the world upside down you know he is someone being hanged upside down so that's things gone awry that's the the shifting of of the world um kind of being you know essentially the hole in things is is the thing that turns the world that's that ultimate taboo breaking you know and yeah. that and that is turning a taboo back in the day is like turning the cos cosmology on its head it's Justin, breaking the universe that's that's so on point cool. doc walk explains it as traditionally the 12th card of the tarot the hanged man is the inverse of the world card which is the 21st card which represents an outward journey so there's more of like an internal journey it's a card of transformation as a person goes through great suffering in order to change the card is often interpreted as a representation of the norse god odin's suffering on the world tree for nine days a connection that is enhanced by batman having one eye in his archivist armor it shouldn't mm -hmm. come as a surprise that it was also used in the Invisibles, blah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you guys, that that explanation of the tarot is is. It's rad. also very Christ, you know, a suspension of a deific figure to set the world right again. Yeah. The uh, the last like three pages are so on point like after they've sort of almost frozen this water to suspend bruce in it because his fever is like 120 degrees and then you get the couple panels of like them grabbing the batarang and putting it in the red herring box with the gotcha line um but then like I, the the way that this in the same metaphor of you know the at the end of time superman and crew needs to thread a needle you know through the eye of the needle Bruce Wayne so does that in this run where he throws up the last bit of impurity from oh. himself back into episode one of Justin and Jeff talking about the Ten-Eyed Tribe, you know, right. expelling darkness from him. This whole run has been about reinventing and reinvigorating Batman and in this whole process that goes through it. And I love oh. that at the end, he throws up the impurity that he can so that he can finally be batman again and that impurity is this sense that he's alone and that he right. you know doesn't have all these people but no like you've never been alone even when your parents were shot you weren't alone even when you decided to be batman you weren't alone like that was oh, this whole story that happened later on in your life was keeping you company throughout all of that and just that that is such a great uh, way of ending this in a purification way that harkens back to the first issue episode into the hangman and the hangman the re yeah. yeah yeah that is awesome i totally the vomiting thing he vomited up the you know the first half of the purge you know almost like an ayahuasca like you you throw yeah. up all your sins and you know he did that um through time um that is so cool uh this is a you know i like to think of grant morrison's kind of her text is the invisibles like it's the most grant morrison thing but this is is up there like he really explores those kind of core ideas that i think kind of i think is most potent in flex metallo most fully explored in invisibles but it's still very here too like it's the kind whole... of thing that like is a bummer that like you know oftentimes when i tell people like i work at a comic shop there is like 
an amount of like, well, what comics do you read? Is it j- or like people will quickly be like, I don't really love superheroes that much. And you're like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. There's more comic books than just superhero comic books. Right. But I get what you're saying, random person. Sometimes superhero <laughs> comics feel boring. Right. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a fallacy because, you know, at their best, at superhero stories best, they can be used in this way. And, and I think this, to exactly the point that you just said, Justin, I totally agree. I think that this has all of these ideas baked into it that are kind of inherent Morrison ideas. And I actually think that they're flushed out and discussed. Like, Flex Mentallo is more of a textbook. Right. Same with the Invisibles. You're like, I want to get at these messages that I know are in here. And they're like a dense, he's like, here's your platter of high concept, you know, things to sort through and they're fun and a joy to go through. But in here, he's actually refined them to the point where he's like, well, now I can actually more fluidly put them in a narrative and allow, because I feel like, I, you know, we love the Invisibles and we fucking love Flex Mentallo. That's Jeff and Justin's bro book. But, yes. um, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like, story elements in that were made so that he could bring philosophical or you know analytical ideas to the table and i think right. here everything is a lot more natural conversation about those and a, a little more joyous yeah um, you know i i feel like you know um oftentimes like you're there's in a thesis like a thesis statement is flex mentallo like this is him saying hey this is kind of what i believe and then Invisibles is like, this is the full thesis. This is the full extent of everything that I think. And then I feel like this book is him taking those ideas after he's got his PhD or master's and still playing with those ideas and still right. exploring. It's almost an epilogue to those things, but it's evolved and it's allowed to have a little more fun. You know, I would say that Flex Metallo and Invisibles are probably, you know, up there with my favorite comics of all time. Um, precisely because the through line between these three books i think are a similar thing but this has a benefit of also letting itself kind of have fun mm-hmm. um, and the invisibles is super fun um, and flex metallo is fun in its own way but flex metallo is such a dense thing that you're so lost in like dissecting the meaning of it right that you forget that also comics are ultimately a fun thing um yeah i think there's three halves of the same meta whole yeah, there's, I can't remember what the third one is, but like Morrison has like the hyper sigil trilogy and it's the Invisibles, Flex Mentallo, and I forget what the third the one is. The Filth, yep, there you go. Oh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? We'll do a day-by-day podcast of The Filth as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the return to the scene from Frank Miller's year one where he's, you know, ringing the bell and he says, yes, father, I'll become a bat. But he says in the, in the direct t- text from that issue, he says, if I ring the bell, Alfred will come and he can stop the bleeding in time. And in Morrison here, he does that whole scene, but he uses the exact text, but he uses a period. He says he can stop the bleeding period, bleeding in time period. So I love like Alfred can stop the bleeding in time, which is sort of this bleed through of time that Batman is like, Oh, Morrison, you're good with the period, buddy. I know. I know when you can use just a simple period to like, distort the entire history of batman and then revert it in a new light like yeah god damn. You're, you're good you're good with language but yeah, he's, he's so uh i'm gonna get disgusting here so I'll, I'll stop but i just i love i love that man yeah i love how kirbyed out the vanishing point is i'm not sure i don't believe that that's i think that's a new concept is it not roman do you know um it's well it was new as in like I think and I think the 
oh, geez, what was the big crossover? I think the Zero Hour crossover maybe introduced it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a thing in DC Universe. I've okay. heard of The okay. Vanishing Point yeah. before. So maybe Never. it is inherently curbed out. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. I loved how, like, just the Kirby, like, all the circles with the lines between them, which are these inherently Kirby things, and they're all over this building that they're at. You know, the yeah. Point. Yeah, even starting just the entrance to it, the doors have those great big classic, like, Kirby, big round nodules with the connection, like, on Thor's Straps chest or, and, yeah, and yeah. Orion's chest and everybody's chest. <laughs> it's It's crazy to me how... And what I've been doing and really enjoying is listening to the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, Watchmen soundtrack while reading these issues because oh, like wow. it just like <laughs> things happen with music and it. But when Bruce like shows up and he's like talking to Tim and he's got this outfit on, creepy music parts were happening. So maybe that was exacerbating it. But I was really stunned at how like ominous and eerie that is. Like how alien and foreign bruce is when he is the archivist hyper adapter as well right yeah it's like i don't know it'd be so weird to see something in the likeness of your hero and your kind of dad and your kind of mentor but it's like this completely alien thing that is haunted in his whole life finally come to fruition and you just see this like hollow shell um yeah, the thing that you think is going to save the universe is going to destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I love the... Uh, I hadn't thought about this till just now, but just the fact that at the end, it's the three, it's the Trinity, the gods of the DC universe, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman in, yeah. in the, the amniotic fluid of that cold tank. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, Trinity Lazarus pit as well. They're yeah. essentially putting him in... A kind of Lazarus pit at the end of time. Yeah, I'm so glad Wonder Woman was so integral to this, using her lasso of truth to to get yeah. the, the truth out of the Bat Archivist. I I agree. As I was reading, I was like, I love that the lasso is just like this perfect like D and D type weapon. Where anytime you go into yeah. a situation, you're like, okay, well, we've also got this thing that can allow us to make sure somebody doesn't <laughs> like like it's just a thing that you can always use in an interesting way. Um, and I, I like when people are like, oh, if Wonder Woman's there, we've got the lasso. Use that because it can always do something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So cool. It's um, so it's so good, you guys. I'm really excited to explore Batman and Robin 16, just because like that one deals a bit more with the hurt Joker, you know, time travel fallout stuff. Whereas this kind of provides an end for this amazing like bat mythic metaphor arc. Like it is this yeah. pretty incredible the bat opus. The bat opus that like stands on its own is this amazing embodiment of all things that are Batman, but read in tandem with the batman and robin stuff only makes it better i think right and this is like this issue kind of seals the deal for this you know the you know batman and robin 16 the next issue mm -hmm. is the end but this kind of is seals the deal for this era like batman inc will be something new and different and um i'm glad you guys are still there my internet actually just shut off and then came back i had to like reconnect to my internet so Hopefully we didn't just lose the whole episode. And um, if we did, you know what? There's a big old bat in the the monkey monkey bat works, and um, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. God, I'm sorry if everything just got lost. Um, well, hopefully it's all good. Sorry about that, my precious boys. No, you know yeah, sometimes your time 
needs to wiggle itself out, you know? Um, I, that happened, right? Even though I'm on my cellular data, not my Wi-Fi, it happened right as I tried to check the Batman in quarantine emails because we have a handful of emails, <laughs> including a new email from a brand new listener. Uh, <laughs> we've got an email from Nathan Butcher to get a hold of Judd Morris. We've got two emails from Andrew Carlson uh, and then one more from Chris Murphy. So between this oh, issue yeah. and the last issue, we've had five new emails. Amazing. Great work, everybody. <laughs> wow. Um, but I am now afraid to open my phone. So we'll do an email <laughs> show for those in the next couple of days cool. and um because we all have some pretty strict time frames to meet today anybody have any great closing thoughts before we check to see if this episode actually recorded or if it all just died and was all for naught <laughs> which is strong. a great he is and that's a great uh, technological problem to have had metaphorically with this story that we're you know like is it all lost did time work did a time shut down did we fail to thread right. the needle through the needle's eye Right, the fifth world was breaking down to the fourth world, which broke down in a blip in our world. God damn it, Darkseid, you dumb hole. Darkseid, Dr. Hurt were trying to keep us, they were trying to (laughs) stop the the, the BIQ podcast. The BIQ podcast, he's the dirt hole in things. Yeah, he is. Um, Oh man, Justin, it's so fucking good to hear your voice. I know everyone is going to be totally ecstatic to have gotten gotten to hear your thoughts uh, on this. It's so good to see you. to be back. I've missed it. And I kind of missed the, in my opinion, the craziest parts, but I'm glad I, I'm here for the, the period and all thing. The, well, the, the period and all things. <laughs> the, the, yes. Nope. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. The bleed and all things. Um, yeah, Grant Morrison's good with the period. Um, but we've still got a third of this run left, so we'll get more Justin. Oh, yeah. All the listeners don't know that we still get to talk to Justin. So, um, But yes, we'll get him back on for more stuff. We're going to figure out. Some- crazy shit ahead too there is and it's a bit it's joyful as well so i can't wait for that i do think we'll probably go to two episodes per week for that just an attempt to maybe make our schedule recording times a little bit more flexible so we can hopefully all three get together for them but um thank you for the emails if you're listening at this point uh apparently the notes on the website on the podcast say Batman in quarantine at gmail.com not dot com i got to make sure and change that but if anyone's copy and pasted they haven't been getting emails so write an email and spell out Batman in quarantine at gmail.com. Nathan and his email suggested we use that email as a message board for people. Do that. I talked to Django. He doesn't have the energy to set up a message board for it. And none of us are really on Facebook to actually be on it. So that's not great uh, group organization. This is literally the most social thing I do (laughs) in my life. Yeah. Which is great. But all right, everybody, Justin, so good to see you. Roman, so good to see you. Everybody have a great, great big day ahead of them. On behalf of Justin Roman, I'm Jeff. This is Batman in Quarantine, episode 51, and I sure hope it worked. We'll see you next time.